Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Good Friday afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Clayton Harris alongside Lewis Maddox. Lewis, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. And for a second day in a row, we are joined by guest host, Coach James Dickinson. How's it going, Coach? Uh, good morning, guys. It's Friday. Friday night lots of back, finally. It is. We're just a few hours away from uh, high school football kicking off here in the state of Tennessee. Uh, and, you know, uh, some programming notes right off the bat. Uh, here in about, uh, I don't know, two and a half hours, three hours, uh, you'll be able to catch the Front Porch Sports Game of the Week on 101.7, which will be the same game that you can hear tonight on 103.7, which is the Columbia Central High Lions going on the road over to Lewisburg to play the Marshall County Tigers in what should be a fantastic matchup between two uh, very talented teams. And, you know, we, we touched on it yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, but we're going to talk about it again. We're going to talk about all the games around here locally. Uh, unfortunately for all the Murray County schools, including Columbia Academy, uh, everyone is on the road tonight. So, uh, but, but guys, this is like uh, Christmas in August to me. Oh, this is definitely the best time of the year. Football yeah. is football is here, and it's, I couldn't be happier. Well, high school football is, is just wonderful. We love it, and it's good for our communities. It is. It really is. Uh, we mentioned Mount Pleasant tonight on the road at East Hickman. Columbia Academy on the road uh, at Ezel Harding and Spring Hill on the road. Uh, they'll travel up to Bowling Green, Kentucky to take home Greenwood. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll dive into those games. Uh, we got some news out of college football. The AP Top 25 came out this week. Uh, the Titans are in action uh, tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, quite a bit going on. Um, Lewis, uh, I tell you what, why don't we start with the Titans and then, as the show goes on, we'll work into what we can expect tonight. But uh, Titans, obviously, this is the second of three preseason games uh, for them. They've had a couple of joint practices this week with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, what do you think the Titans are looking for, especially personnel-wise with the roster? And uh, what do you expect to see from them? I think you'll see more more uh, uh, balls being pushed down the field from Malik Willis. I think you see Traylon Burks get a lot more involved this week than he was last week. He did not get a lot of touches last week. No Ryan Tannehill tonight? Um, I don't night? think so. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe against the Bears next week. That's who they'll have uh, in their third preseason game. But um, – I wish that Tom, you know, we we talked about this yesterday. Tom Brady didn't even make the trip to Nashville. He was practicing with the team, was he not? No, he he did not make the trip. He took a uh, ten day personal leave uh, and won't be back affiliated with the Buccaneers until after this game. So um, I kind of wish that he would be there because that's happened in the past um, uh, where Brady has been at titans camp and that's i mean obviously that's going to help a team uh, to be practicing against somebody like that but uh we'll still see shaq mason probably uh just a little bit in that game maybe and uh, uh just a lot of players uh, uh 
rotated in and out, and they're still trying to get that roster down. I mean, it's an ongoing process. It's not like that uh, uh, that cut is made all at one time. Um, it's happening uh, throughout the preseason. So, who is the uh, quarterback for Tampa Bay backups? Kyle Trask, Trask, out okay. of Florida. Yeah, or, or actually, he's the third. It's uh, Blaine Gabbert is their backup quarterback. Blaine, what did he play at? Um, he can't forget where he Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. He played a, he played for the Titans a couple of years as a backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You going to it? No, I was going to uh, go and uh, moving in tomorrow. So okay, not, not going to make it. Moving in tomorrow, off yeah. to uh, yeah. Murfreesboro. Yeah, it's probably be my uh, last front porch sports radio hour for a little while. Does the MTSU have any exciting home games this year in football? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'll schedule? make it to any. I mean, have you seen the schedule? No, I haven't. I haven't looked either. at it yet. I, I have not. Yeah, you're going to be in Knoxville most weekends. Yes, I will be. <laughs> well, there's that. So, Titans tomorrow night in action in Nashville. You can catch that game on uh, WKRN Television Channel 2. And, uh, again, doesn't mean anything other than the guys that are trying to make the team are, are trying to do what they can to make the cut. So, yep. It will be interesting. Coach, you got the uh, AP Top 25, I think, in front of you uh, that came out this week for college football. Uh, and to no surprise, uh, Alabama ranked number one. I think Ohio State is number two with Clemson sitting at number three. Is that correct? Georgia. Georgia. I'm sorry. Georgia, Georgia three, right. Clemson four, Notre Dame fifth, Texas A&M sixth, Utah seventh, Michigan eighth, Oklahoma ninth, and Baylor's tenth. So that's your top ten. Several teams out of the Big 12 that are uh, mentioned on that list. Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma, uh, for now, you know, they're in the top – or they're in the Big 12. They'll be in the SEC uh, here in another year or two. So. Yeah. Yep. You got Arkansas at number 19th, Kentucky 20th, uh, Ole Miss 21st, and uh, – that's pretty much uh, the SEC story right there. They got several did teams Tennessee, in the top. Did Tennessee no. receive any votes? No, no votes. They, I think they did have a couple to sneak in, but um, I think it's ridiculous that they're not in that. Well, the Purdue game at the end of the year last year didn't help. Should have been a win. Yeah, yeah. should have been. Should have Probably right. Probably right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we got it. We got some news this week uh, from the Alabama. Uh, from the Crimson Tide Sports Network, if if you listen to to us in the fall, Alabama uh, football and basketball, uh, they're here on one hundred one point seven WKOM, and then on our uh, sister station, the UT Vols are on WKRM one hundred three point seven and thirteen forty AM, um, the original home of the Vols. Uh, but we got news from the Crimson Tide Sports Network that we have been chosen as the affiliate of the week. That's awesome. For the October 15th game against Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how, I mean, we're carrying both sides. So, I mean, how can you not be? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I, I Best agree. of both worlds. Awesome. Right here in Columbus. Uh, first week down in Tuscaloosa that you can buy beer and wine in the stadium, though. Yes. They applied for a permit and they are, I guess what's happened is they've looked at numbers from other places, from other stadiums. Uh, I know. Uh, Tennessee has sold alcohol in their stadium. Uh, I'm pretty sure the folks down in Baton Rouge have sold alcohol in theirs. Uh, Vanderbilt, um, for for the few people that go up there, have sold alcohol in their stadium. Did you so, see the result? The fan. 
You see the results of alcohol sales in the old, in the old Miss game last year in Tennessee. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> I think muster sales went up as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. So obviously they're making money on it. Alabama's going to get into it now, and they're they're going to do the same. And um, you know, it, it's free country. So it's kind of hard to believe they haven't already been doing it. Well, again, it, it, it's part of the game of college football that I'm I'm really starting to not like which is they're, they're continuing to rip away at the amateurism of college football. It's, it, it, you know, now we're paying players legally. Not saying that I condone paying players illegally, but I think we all knew that, you know. It was going on. It was going on, you know. But, may- you know, the alcohol sales, I think, is unnecessary because you get to any major college campus, get there four or five, six hours before kickoff. They assume enough alcohol then, and they – pondering the stadium you know it takes people four hours to come off that drunk high they on before they walk into place well i think they're trying to keep people from leaving at halftime you look at some of these uh student sections um you know they they come in feeling pretty good to the game and and then um you know lose interest lose interest because they get thirsty and now they can uh they can stay and uh quench their thirst i guess (laughs) yeah so um yeah, so, I, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's a win-win for them. Uh, they're going to make money. Hopefully, everybody behaves, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they will. Uh, but, you know. And it's a big boost for the – like, for example, we could say Tuscaloosa for the city of Tuscaloosa who calls all the tax revenue it's going to bring in. Correct, correct, yeah. And, and the university is going to make a killing. And, and uh, Budweiser and all them other beer companies are going to make a killing. I don't think they can bring enough of it in. Yeah, they're already making a killing. Yeah, <laughs> so – that is uh, kind of what's going on in the world of college football as of right now. Um, so we're just a couple of weeks away from the season uh, starting. Uh, and I think one of the big games early on is Oregon and Georgia. That game's going to be played in Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. Florida and Utah. Florida and Utah. One, yeah. That's yeah. the one I want to see. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I mean, I I just keep hearing my, horrible things about Florida. Me too. My gut tells me that it's going to be a, a, a blowout game and Utah is going to win. But I, I just want to see how bad Florida is. You sound very hopeful, Lewis. Well, they're, they're, they're not going to be good. Don't, so you say be, be careful, sir. Be careful is all I can say. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be careful. That, that, that September game against Florida has not been – kind to the Vols over the past two decades. Yeah, it hasn't. Well, you're a big Vols fan, Lewis. What's the over and under in your gut that Tennessee wins ball games this year? How many games? Vegas has it at eight. I'd say uh, on a on a on a bad note, eight. On a good note, ten or eleven. Okay. Ten or eleven. Boy, and that, that eleven would be Georgia. You're calling it right now. I'm calling it. Okay. So you're saying, I will call it. You're yeah. saying they're going to beat Alabama. Beat Georgia. No, not Alabama. They'll, that'll no, be their one loss. That'll be their one. Okay, so you say, you're saying they're going to go to Athens and beat Georgia. Either that or that'll be their second loss. Interesting. You know, as a Alabama fan. I mean, they lost 15 guys to the NFL on, on starters. A lot of turnover in Athens. I almost want to pull for you guys in that game just because I'm not a Georgia fan at all. Um, but I just can't. Uh, it just I think it goes back to how vicious and how rough that rivalry used to be. 
I wish that you guys could could have seen it and experienced it. I mean, uh, what year were you born, Lewis? Oh four. Yeah, you 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 didn't get to see. You, you were at the tail end of Tennessee's dominance against Alabama. The last win was uh oh six. Oh six, correct. Uh, I was at that game. I was also at the ninety five game where Tennessee broke Alabama's streak and started this, a streak of their own. Peyton Manning was a sophomore. Game was played in Birmingham, Alabama, at Legion Field, and uh, a first play pass to Joey Kent for eighty yards kind of set yep. the tone for the next seven years. I do remember going to the game in '07 as a toddler and uh, seeing the first of this streak, the current one. That had to be eight because in eight, se- yeah. say a seven was in Tuscaloosa, eight uh, was in Knoxville. Uh, that was the year. yeah, it was eight. Yeah, eight was the year that Julio Jones was a freshman. And that whole class, uh, Dante Hightower and others, they they were that, that was kind of the beginning. That's the year Alabama went undefeated and got beat in the SEC championship game to eventual national champion Florida. With uh, They had Tim Tebow and uh, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, yeah, I was about to say they had a serial killer <laughs> Hernandez tied in. That was a that was an interesting team. It was interesting. You could make a whole we could make a whole show about well, and, and you know the, the next year from and, that period they they returned a lot of folks the next year in '09. Florida did, uh, but it was in Atlanta that year in the SEC title game that Alabama got revenge after that loss in '08, and just really took Florida to the woodshed. Urban Meyer had his famous panic attack after the game. And in all honesty, he has not been the same ever since then. No. So, um, that kind of put an end to the Florida dynasty that we, we saw there for about five or six years. So it, it, it's crazy. You know, um, I would have been happy with one or two national titles under Saban, but uh, would have never guessed that we would have had five. So um, what he's done in college football has been nothing short of incredible. So. We will see. Uh, plenty of time, though, to talk about college football as uh, it, it gets kicked off here in a couple of weeks. I think Vanderbilt will have the first game of the SEC season as they travel out to Hawaii. I think that's going to be like an August 27th game, something like so maybe like a Thursday night. But we'll get into more of that here uh, as we move on in the next few days ahead. But when we come back from the break, we're going to really focus in on high school football. We talked about it yesterday. We're going to talk about it again. People are out there. They're excited. They're probably heading to a game as we speak. We'll try to cover each and every one of those games from teams in Murray County. When we come back, you're listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm Steve, the garbage man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic, three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hi, my name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. Hi, this is Felicia Brown. At First Farmers, we believe home is where your family grows. If home ownership has always been your dream, our mortgage team can help you identify the financial tools needed to make your dream a reality. Ready to get started? Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with our team at 931-388-3145. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. And welcome back, everybody, to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Clayton Harris. Drake Cauley out on assignment in the desert in Las Vegas. He will be back with us on Monday. Be glad to have Drake back. Uh, we are joined, as always, by Lewis Maddox and special guest today and yesterday, Coach James Dickinson. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good glad morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Really. That's right. Yeah. Good afternoon. Uh, we, t- we mentioned before the break we were going to get into some of these high school games. Let's start with Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant tonight goes on the road to East Hickman. Last year, East Hickman uh, got the win in the season opener at Mount Pleasant. This is year number two for Kit uh, Hartsfield. He went three and seven in year number one. 
had a lot of injuries last year. I'm not making excuses for him, but he did. He had a lot of injuries last year. Um, and we, you know, Lewis, you played against him, uh, when you were with Columbia last year, um, <laughs> you guys beat him up pretty good. And I don't think they ever recovered after that game. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, they were pretty, uh, competitive there in that first half. And, uh, I mean, I think that, uh, kind of depth and numbers kind of took over in that one. And, uh, uh, kind of just put our foot down and never looked back. But uh, Mount Pleasant was a very uh, competitive team there to start that that game out last year, and um, uh, you know they've got their they've got their quarterback just like Columbia does back for a second year, right? And uh, yeah, Nick Brown. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what he can do. How much, I think he's gotten bigger. I've seen him uh, around town a couple times. I've talked to him. Um, I know he probably doesn't like me after what I did to him last year, but uh, I have talked to him a couple times, and he has—he's uh, been in the gym, and he's gotten—he's gotten bigger, added some muscle. So I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, you, you look at Nick. Nick. Nick went out of eighth grade. He, he left with Thorne. He went to Columbia Academy. Um, the re—the reason he went to Columbia Academy, well, it's not the, but one of the reasons uh, he went to Columbia Academy is because, frankly, and and just full transparency there was a coach on the coaching staff at central that told him he could never play quarterback up there now that coach is no longer on the staff at central he's i think he's up at spring hill now but uh you can't tell a kid that no especially before they've never even stepped foot on the practice field exactly uh so he ends up at ca and you know i don't know how well things went over there but he ends up going to mount pleasant and he ends up starting as a sophomore gets a lot of experience as you mentioned last year and uh, I know he went to the Ma- uh, Manning Passing Academy this summer. Um, you know, so his father, I, I, I coached with his father at Whitthorn. He was my coach at Whitthorn. Uh, Dexter Brown's a good man. Yeah. Uh, and I know he, uh, they've done a lot to, uh, you know, to really work on his development. And, and I, I'm like you. I think they're going to kind of go based on how he goes, but a lot of that's going to have to do with his offensive line. And last year we saw he didn't have a whole lot of time to throw the football. Uh, yeah, he didn't. And so uh, I think if, I think that's the key for Mount Pleasant is good offensive line play. What it boiled down to last year, guys, is that Mount Pleasant had uh, three seniors. Yeah. And no, not one, of them, whole, one of them played, right? One, only one played. And, and any time that you take a new program and you don't have a lot of leadership, it's just tough. But uh, I think Mount Pleasant will be pretty decent this year. I really do. Well, the, you know, the, they have tons of athletes. Um, the, they have a large roster for a, a 2A school. And uh, they got a lot of experience on that coaching staff. So I think uh, I think you're right. I, I, do you – Let's make predictions on the game. All right. uh, who do you got, Coach? East Hickman or Mount Pleasant? No contest. Mount Pleasant wins about 30. On the road? On the road. Wow. East Hickman lost all their – they had a great run the last few years. they in a rebuilding year this year, and they're not real good. I think Mount Pleasant has way too much speed and too much athletes, and Mount Pleasant goes out and gets a big win tonight. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but I do think Mount Pleasant gets the win. Uh, like Coach said, East Hickman, uh, pretty good ball team last year. Um, I think they do take a step back yeah, this I, season. I, I agree. Um, and and the reason I say that, I know Columbia Academy scrimmaged East Hickman, and apparently that was a pretty close game. And I think Columbia Academy took care of business against East Hickman. So, um, yeah, I think Mount Pleasant gets the win. I, I'm, I'm like you, Lewis. I don't know if it'll be by 30. I think, you know, here early on in the year, 
games were probably going to be a little bit more competitive because defenses are going to be a little bit ahead of schedule compared to offenses. Nobody's tired yet. Except for one school that we'll talk about later. But, yes, I think uh, I, I think I think Mount Pleasant gets to win on the road. Uh, next game that we're going to talk about, uh, Spring Hill goes up to Bowling Green to play Greenwood, Kentucky. Uh, they did the same thing last year. Uh, they went up to, to Bowling Green and opened their year up there. Uh, last year it was uh, it wasn't good for the Raiders. They they got a loss to start the season, uh, forty eight to seven, something like that. Last year, you know, there, someone last night sent me an interesting stat about Spring Hill football, and it, it's it's really incredible. Uh, in the last eighteen years, Spring Hill has had three or less wins twelve seasons. So twelve out of the last eighteen years, they've either had three wins or less. Wow. And one zero and ten season, uh, and only two seasons with over with with a five hundred record. So that's uh, they are looking to turn the ship around. They does are. does yeah. it does it happen tonight uh, on the road in Greenwood, Kentucky? We saw them in the Jamboree. There's a quarterback competition between Blaze Martin and the Harmon kid, Chase Harmon. Uh, uh, you know, I, they both played in the Jamboree. What are your thoughts? I mean, I thought I thought Spring Hill executed better in the Jamboree than I think I've seen them in my entire time in high school. Um, uh, I, I still don't see them going up all the way up there and, and getting a win. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, they won last year in the Jamboree too, if I'm not mistaken, against Dixon County. So, you know, I don't I don't know, but you, you're, so you're saying Greenwood gets the win? I do. Yep. Coach, what are, what are your thoughts? I'm I'm concurring with Lewis. I watched this jamboree last week, and I've seen a lot of excitement on Spring Hill sideline. A lot of players they had dressed, and uh, and they got out there and got after it. Uh, of course, uh, Spring Hill get on the bus today, stop and get him a good meal, and gonna go come back with a loss tonight. Uh, it's 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 gonna be closer than last year, but Spring Hill will lose this game tonight. Do we have their schedule in front of us? Because I'm no. telling you, it. Uh, let me see that. Oh, right here. Yeah. It doesn't get any easier after this week. They go to Summit next week. Yeah, or yeah, they go then to Page. Yeah, it's Summit and Page right off the bat. Uh, last year, Spring Hill went one and eight, one and nine. Uh, I think was the record. One and eight. Um, Summit is a uh, tough, close rival for them. Yeah, that's at Summit, and then they got Page at home on nine two, and then they have then they're on the road at Bobby Sharp Stadium in Lewis County. Uh, so well, Spring Hill does officially have a win over Summit back in the early days, but we we never beat them at Columbia Central. Spring Hill did beat in the uh, second year of Summit School. Spring Hill pulled off a close game and when, won about two points. When was that? Like two thousand? As it's been many years ago when they first started football at Summit. You know, it, I see nine. I see Summit's in like their ninth or tenth year of football. So mm-hmm. you're right, though. Columbia's never beaten Summit, and it's just. Uh, one of those teams that they just can never really get over the hump again. So it'll be interesting. I'm like y'all. I, I just i i think I think Spring Hill has improved. Just not so sure if uh, they've improved enough. They have uh, seven starters back on offense, six on defense, and you add Nick Butler to the mix. Lewis, your former teammate. Um, speaking of Marshall County in Columbia, yeah, uh, who's now at Spring Hill. Uh, he'll get the start tonight at free safety. So we'll see what happens. But I, I, I'm going to concur with you all. I think uh, 
Greenwood, Kentucky gets the win. So. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so moving on, moving on. Columbia Academy, they're going to travel up the road to Nashville to play Ezel Harding. Ezel Harding getting back into 11-man football this year for the first time. This is the game that Columbia Academy replaced Davidson Academy with. Uh, don't necessarily blame the Bulldogs for replacing Davidson Academy. Um, but, Coach, you, you've talked about this. This Ezel Harding game is not going to be a give, give me for sure. Well, after watching some tape of uh, Ezel Harding and the scrimmage against Cornersville, some segments of that, Ezel Harding's first year back at Lebman football. They, uh, I've reevaluated this game. Ezel Harding might want back in eight-man football. I think Columbia Academy goes and dominates this game. After watching Columbia Academy last week, Columbia Academy passed the eye test last week. They got a tremendously good back. And if you can get this tremendously good back, the ball tonight, 25 times, Ezel Harden will be chasing him all night long. So Columbia Academy goes and gets a big victory tonight. Wow. My, that's, I, a, that's a 180. That it is. is a yeah, big most definitely. And, and on some levels, I agree with that. I, Monte Baldwin is a pretty good running back. I, I liked seeing him last week. He's got a lot of power. Uh, he's low to the ground. He, he gets upfield. But the thing is, is their, uh, their offensive line going to be able to hold up? They're big. They're big. They they're are big. big. I, yeah, they're big. They don't have a lot of depth, but Ezel Harden ain't going to have no depth at all tonight. So, That's true. And so, some reason, I think Ezel Harden may have lost some of their eight-man football crew because when I, when I watched some of the eight-man football over the last few years, they won multiple championships. Uh, that that athlete's not there right now. Hmm. I'll go ahead and take CA2 then. Okay. Change my mind as well. You know, all I've seen on Columbia Academy is what I saw last week at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Um, you know, they they scored a touchdown with 25 seconds left. It wasn't against Columbia's first team or second team, really. Um, but, again, Ezel Harding's not Columbia Central. So, uh, I agree. I think Monte Baldwin's a great running back. I think Connor Rawson's a really good quarterback. I was impressed with the uh, Brownlee kid at receiver. Oh, yeah. good. Harrison. He, he, he was tough. Um you know, I think I think they they you know they got some guys up front with some size, um, and I think there there's some confidence there, and, and really that's what it's all about. Those guys, I think there's some confidence in that locker room, uh, and you know it doesn't really matter how you get confidence as long as you got it, you're probably going to be in good shape. So I'm with y'all. I think Columbia Academy gets the win tonight against Ezell Harding. Uh, but overall for the season, what 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 would your expectations be for the season, Coach? I mean, they're in a tough they're in a tough region. They they're a very tough region. And if Columbia Academy can win four ball games, finish fourth, they make a playoff. So I think four games they can make possibly win. four wins. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know much about Columbia Academy, but I do know that their their schedule is. Tough. And you got to have a lot of uh, hope and 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 look at the depth. They don't have a lot of depth. You know, uh, but uh, if the team can stay healthy the whole season without losing the, the good running back, Monte, or losing the quarterback, you know, you, you got a backup quarterback over there that's pretty good too. So uh, if you can stay healthy, you can win four or five ball games. Yeah, in the, in the last few years, they've started out uh, pretty rough and uh, have usually been able to uh, find their way back uh, towards the end of the season and make the playoffs. So you got the schedule there, Clayton, read off their games. Uh, Columbia Academy, as you mentioned, opens up at Ezell Harding. Next week, they are on the road at Waverly. That'll be a tough ball game. 
Uh, and then they're at home against Jackson Christian. They're uh, at home against Franklin Road Academy. Then they travel to DCA. Uh, they're at Boy Buchanan. Uh, Gary Rankin, the new head coach at Boy Buchanan. Uh, then they'll host Mount Juliet Christian. Uh, October the 14th, they're at Nashville Christian. Uh, October 21st, they host Clarksville Academy. And then uh, to finish things out in the regular season, they're on the road on October the 28th at Grace Christian and Franklin. Just looking at their schedule, the only teams from last year that had a losing record, there's only three out of the ten. Franklin Road Academy, they were four and seven. Boy Buchanan was four and six. And Mount Juliet Christian was two and eight. Waverly was nine and two. Jackson Christian was nine and three. DCA was 12 and one. Nashville Christian was 11 and three. Clarksville Academy was six and four. And Grace Christian out of Franklin was six and five. So that's tough schedule. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. Um, So. Your wins come from Mount Juliet Christian. He's a Harding. He's a Harding. Grace. You think you think so? Oh yeah. Uh, Franklin Road Academy was four and seven, but and that that's the game that uh, maybe Waverly. No, 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 no. Waverly's good. No, Waverly's good. But usually the FRA uh, game over the years, Columbia Academy is on top of total wins against FRA. So, uh, so I think they might beat the FRA this year. That would be a huge win. That's four that, wins. That would be a huge win. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, and you know, I'm trying to find coach. Last night on Thursday, we actually had a, a local high school game or season kickoff. Down was it? Was that game at Richland? At Richland Stadium down there last night. Richland took on Cornersville. Cornersville has been dominator over the last five years, and Nick Patterson, the head coach of Richland, got his win last night. Got the monkey off his back, thirty-three to twenty-one. Great ball game. I can't think the kid's name, but for Richland, he scored four rushing touchdowns last night. Had a big night. So, wow. hats off to old Nick Patterson. He got his got the monkey off his back. Beat Cornersville finally. Yeah, and Cornersville. This will be their first year without Coach uh, Randolph, who is now at Marshall County as their defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know, but he went up there to be able to coach his son, uh, who is a, I think, a sophomore or a junior, very talented ball player. Uh, what a great County. run he had at Cornersville, though. He did two state championship appearances. If I'm not finish mistaken. up both times, but yeah, yeah. You know, he had a former Columbia line on his staff down there, and Sam Hubble. That's Sam, right. Sam line is, coach. Sam is now at Spring Hill High School. Uh, so yeah, is he coaching at Spring Hill? He right? is. Okay, I didn't know he that. is. He is so. Um, you know, congratulations, like you said, to Coach Nick Patterson and the Richland Raiders for their win over the Bulldogs of Cornersville. But uh, when we come back, we're up against the break. When we come back, uh, we will preview the game of the week. That's going to be Columbia at Marshall County. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm excited. I know you are too. You're probably heading over that way. Uh, And if you are, we'll see you at the stadium. If you can't make it, Listen to the ball, ball game tonight. It'll be on 101.7 WKOM and 103.7 WKRM. And uh, we'll dive into that game. When we come back, you're listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Every morning, I park my car across the street from my business, and I can't wait to get in there. That's pretty common for small business owners. We have the added satisfaction, however, of guiding hundreds of families with their retirement, education, savings, and general investments. We're a locally owned business that tries very hard to simplify a complicated world. This is Monty Sneed from Caledonian Financial in Historic downtown columbia securities and investment advisory services offered through nbc securities incorporated member finra and sipc for 40 years beck dental care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile the caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Looking for a physician? Choosing a health care provider for your family is one of the most important decisions you will make. Murray Regional Medical Group delivers primary care for individuals of all ages from newborns to adults and has an array of specialists ranging from endocrinologists to urologists. With locations in Murray, Lewis, Marshall, and Wayne counties, our experienced team can provide you with quality care close to home. For more information, visit murrayregionalmedicalgroup.com. Murray Regional Medical Group, your health is our primary care. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. And welcome back, everybody, to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, Friday edition, previewing high school football here in the final segment. 
And uh, if, if you joined us earlier, we've gone through all the games except for the Front Porch Sports Game of the Week, which we will do right now, which is going to be between the Columbia Central Lions and the Marshall County Tigers. And, uh, Lewis, you played in that game last year. Um, you guys got down 23-7 to uh, going into the fourth quarter. You came back, tied the game. And then uh, had a chance to win it, and unfortunately, a turnover gave Marshall County the ball back, and they scored with a minute to go in the game to win thirty to twenty-three. Yeah, a lot of a lot of emotions in that one. Uh, a lot of trash talking uh, before the season in that one. Uh, a little from myself as well, um, and that's never a good feeling. I know those guys uh, have been trash talking as well uh, for the past couple of weeks. I know that. Uh, uh, L.A., who's a, a good buddy of mine, uh, who I played with for a couple years, has gone over there and is playing for the Tigers now. So that adds even a little bit more uh, to this uh, rivalry that's brewing. Um, I'm really excited. I think Columbia will go down there and uh, execute on offense very well. Um, and I think they get the win. They, I think they keep it away from, from Marshall County's offense, uh, which is explosive in itself. Um, and I think Columbia will just run all over the field. I, I'm afraid that there's going to be a lot of points tonight on both sides of the ball. I think you're right. I think it's going to come down who can get two or three stops. To be honest with you, I, I'm 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 confident that Columbia could go over there and win this game. I'm scared that uh, we have a lot of youth in the secondary. We do. I'm, I'm just going to put it to you that way. Uh, I do feel better with Jordan Davis being back there at safety. Uh, that makes me feel a lot better. But we got some youth in the secondary. We got some youth at linebacker. Um, we still have DeAndre Mathers. He's really the, the veteran of the group. Yes. But I think the games, and Coach, you know this, games are won up front. And I think up front on both sides of the football, Columbia Central's better. Well, this right here is the reason I love football. These rival games cross-county games, even when I played in the 70s, we got so fired up and ready to play our cross-county rivals, and it was it's, it's unbelievable. This is no difference. This right here is going to be a tremendously game that's going to be talked about all season. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you're going to see back and forth, back and forth, kind of like it was last year, and it's going to be physical. It's going to be chippy. And it's going to be a game that that you're going to enjoy to watch. Uh, one factor: turnovers. Correct. If you turn the ball over tonight more than two times, you'll come away with a loss. So you got to protect the ball tonight, and you got. And I think Coach Bobby Sharp and his staff has got the kids ready for this game here. I got to talk to a coach that's on the staff at Lewisburg last night for about forty minutes, and. He's he's feeling confident about it. Uh, of course, Marshall County will spread the field. They go empty. Got a tremendously good left-handed quarterback that was at Oakland last year. So, uh, you know, you said the key, the key Jordan Davis playing safety. Jordan Davis got enough height and enough speed to get him a couple picks tonight. If he does that, Columbia Central goes over there and shocks Marshall County folks. They Columbia will come back with a win. And the reason he got the pick against Columbia Academy last week was because of somebody that really surprised me, Autry Smith. I mean, that guy was all over the place. Most for, definitely. A sophomore this year, 
And he he is he absolutely surprised me. I was a little scared when I saw that he was going to be uh, running with the ones on defense, but uh, he was just an absolute. I mean, he he reminded me of a of a uh, of a small Roman Woodson. If you guys remember Roman uh, Woodson, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Ago, an ankle biter mm-hmm. uh, was always in the backfield, and he was in the backfield and jumped up and uh, uh, caused uh, Rawson to throw that one straight to Davis. So. I'm excited for it. I tell you, I was nervous last week watching Autry hit people because he was hitting them so hard. I was afraid he's going to injure himself. Yeah, uh, and, and and that's again depth uh, could be an issue at some point for Columbia as well as Lewisburg. Yeah, too. it's true. They're, but Columbia is trying to develop some of that young talent, and and um, you know, again, it's, it's a non-region game. The first two games for Columbia are non-region games with Marshall County and Dixon County. Uh, before they head over to uh, Winchester to play Franklin County in week number three, but uh, but yeah, I, you know I, I think uh, the difference between Columbia this year and last year, uh, Lewis, you know this. You guys had just had a coaching change in early July. You installed a brand new offense in 39 days. In the first half of that game, oh, actually the first series of that game. Their interception was returned for a touchdown. Marshall County jumped up early. We were in the eye. We were in the shotgun. We were more of a pro-style type offense. And then in the second half, we went to the wing. And then from that point on, offensively, we started taking Smooth. off. Yeah. And I think having that experience, a year of being in the wing uh, and having that experience uh, is going to pay off. Uh, I feel like uh, they, they – have a better idea of what they're doing now. I think the they're going to know what the, they're going to know what to do without having to think about it, which Correct. is something we had to do last year. Correct. They're going to be able to play fast. Uh, I know we lost. You know, we lost you. We lost Jordan Brooks up front on the offensive line. Who else did we lose? Height. Eli. Yeah, Height. Also, Eli at tackle. The good thing is, though, I feel like we 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 got we got some guys in there that are they are going to be able to make plays and are going to be able to physically do things. You look at Dravius Hall, a sophomore. I mean, good gosh. Oh, yeah. All, all guys – there's a ton of guys that gave us great competition last year that I knew would be able to step into our roles and uh, do their jobs yeah. well. DeAndre Mathers at, at left tackle, and Elijah Gilbreth, uh, Gildreth at uh, center, uh, Cam Bratton back for his junior year at right guard, and then Talon Orr moves out to right tackle. I mean – could see some movement around tonight though what do you mean i when we were uh we i noticed the depth chart yesterday uh and it was moved uh the offensive line the, the ones on the offensive line were, were shifted around a little bit you talking about on the board in there yeah that that's not correct that's is not it not like, correct no, okay that, that, that was from the beginning of the year okay uh but that, that's fake news <laughs> apparently yeah, yeah that 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 is not up to date depth chart but um you know, Zach Cole, a sophomore, uh, he's a guy that you could see at some point at guard or at center. Uh, because you got to remember, DeAndre's playing both sides of the ball. Uh, Dravius is playing both sides of the ball. Or on Talon's some playing, And so is Bratton. Yeah. You're talking about shuffle, though. Your senior kicker. He's out. Hamstring pull. Growing. Try to uh, growing. He tried to kick a little bit and re injured it. And so right now you got a uh, all call bulletin. We pull. They well, I say we, but they've been pulling the line kip and trying to recruit kickers. And so they got one. They got two now, don't they? Yeah, they got uh, Luis Garcia, who will be eligible and will play tonight. Who did a fantastic job in the jamboree. He was two for two. The punt. 
hopefully uh, that will improve. Uh, Luke Austin punt the ball. Yeah, he can punt the ball mm-hmm. if needed. Uh, and, and that's the other big thing about this Columbia offense is Luke Usselton is back for his junior year with a lot of experience. And I don't know what it's about it, but Marshall County, year in, year out, has great kickers. You know, they got a kid, over, I don't know his name, but every time he kicks off, it goes through the back of the end zone. So, yeah, Lewisburg has notoriously has great kickers somehow. They also just picked up uh, Dane Holly, who is a soccer, soccer player, star, yeah. another another kicker. He's a starting goalie for the soccer team and is pretty good. He so come out Monday. He can probably he can probably boot it a little bit too. Oh yeah, yeah. it was impressive at, at practice this week. His approach on the ball was more of a circle approach, and he was pulling it, and they corrected that, and he's kicking good. Well, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I really think that, uh, you know, Columbia's just got to got to go out there and they got to get some stops defensively, and, and their offense has got to shorten the game. They got to have those long, sustaining drives uh, that will shorten the game. And um, if they can do that, I think they'll have a good chance to win this game. They've got a good shot if they do that. So, uh you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a long season, and uh, I, I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for it. it. It's almost here. I mean, we've got about two hours until kickoff, so. Yeah, and uh, if you're traveling to Marshall County, uh, the, the football stadium is off campus. It's actually located at 217 White Drive in Lewisburg. The football stadium is at Preston Hopkins Field, which is not on the campus of Marshall County High School, so. Uh, if you're traveling that way, safe travels. We'll see you over there at the ball game. If you can't make it, join us uh, on the radio broadcast tonight on either 101.7 or 103.7. WKRM, 76th year of Columbia Central uh, Lions football coverage. It's going to be a lot of fun. Myself and Lewis Maddox will bring you the call. And uh, Lee Maddox, uh, he'll be with us from time to time. And uh, he's going to, I think he's going to do something tonight that I don't think has ever been done with our broadcast. I don't think so either. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be pretty fun to listen to. It will be, it will be for sure. For sure. Coach Mike, how much time we got left? uh, We got about three or four minutes left here in the show, guys. Uh, Let's get everybody's final thoughts and what they're looking forward to seeing uh, the most tonight in, in any of these games. Uh, Lewis, we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, I'm excited to see uh, Columbia Academy how their game turns out. I know uh, uh, Representative Sapicki is going to be uh, sending me and Clayton some updates uh, throughout their game tonight, so we'll relay those to you as we get them if we get them. Um, and uh, I'm also excited to see uh, Columbia Central, my alma mater, now uh, taking on the Marshall County Tigers tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited for the intensity, and I'm just uh, so ramped up that football is back. I'm right there with you. I, I'm I'm ready for it, uh, Coach. What are your thoughts? What are you looking forward to, to uh, seeing tonight? And well, I'm I'm looking forward to being at the game tonight. That's going to be a lot of fun. But I, I really would love to see for for our county, Murray County. I love to see all four football teams go out and get a victory tonight. And so I think it's good for community when you when you have community football teams do good the communities is so much better to live in so i'm wishing that all of them goes out and get a victory tonight and uh, of course i'll be on the sidelines tonight at uh, at uh, columbia central game at marshall county so it's gonna be fun i can't wait to it's gonna be here before you know it and i can't wait to get over there and get ready for this well like i said we uh 
We are really looking forward uh, to broadcasting these games. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we are going to have the Front Porch Sports Game of the Week each and every week. Stay tuned for those as uh, we will release the games as uh, we get closer to each and every week. Uh, Coach, what do you got? All right. Uh, Tuesday night, back in action here. Yeah, middle, middle school. school yeah. Middle school, Tuesday night. Uh, uh, Withorn takes on Battle Creek at Columbia Central Stadium. Big night for that. EA Cox will travel to Mount Pleasant to play. Uh, this is going to be a heck of a game there. Uh, Mount, let's see, um, several games uh, this coming week. Columbia Academy plays at um, – Spring Hill plays at Columbia Academy. All of them 6 o'clock kickoffs. And so uh, get out Tuesday night, support the junior high teams because I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of great competition out there and a lot of great, great athletes that you'll see at Friday night in the next few years. So get out and support these uh, junior high games. Yep, that's uh, no doubt. This new football league with Murray County Schools and uh, Columbia Academy, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, and it has been a lot of fun so far. So, Lewis? I did want to just uh, drop a uh, baseball tidbit on everybody real quick. Uh, the Braves uh, got their series wrapped up against the Mets last night with a win 3-2, to two, uh, and they took that series. Uh, but some bad news uh, this morning, uh, Marcel Ozuna, Braves outfielder, was arrested on a DUI charge, so uh, maybe celebrated the uh, the series win. A little too much, um, but Braves do get the win and they get the series. Wow. Yeah, hey, you know, not trying to downplay what happened, but um, at least it, it, you know, at least nobody was injured or he didn't wreck his vehicle. I'm sure he'll have to pay a hefty fine, uh, not only legally, but um, I'm sure he'll get a fine from the Braves and Major League Baseball. Absolutely. But, uh, I don't think we'll uh, – I think his season will still be – He'll still be playing at some point this year. So It just shows you right there that everybody's human. We're all capable of making a mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, we appreciate it on this Friday edition. Coach James Dickinson uh, joining us this uh, the last two days. Thank you, Coach. We Thank appreciate you for having it. me. I enjoyed it. Uh, Drake Colley, uh, who's one of our hosts out of town in the desert. Lewis, has always been a pleasure. Don't be a stranger. Uh, I know you're moving into college tomorrow, so uh, – You'll still have to join us uh, whenever you can. Will do. I'm Clayton Harris. Thanks, thank you to everybody for listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We'll see you guys on Monday. And also tune in tonight for the Front Porch Sports Game of the Week between Columbia Central High School.